Did you know over 90% of podcast listeners take direct action on the advertising they hear? It's smart, right? And smart advertisers know Acast. We power thousands of podcasts all around the world, including the one you're listening to right now. If you want to reach immersed listeners in lots of different creative ways, then Acast's fully curated brand safe marketplace is for you. Visit acast.com slash advertisers to find out more. Acast, for the stories. From the Over the Top Studios in Boulder, Colorado, I'm George Thomas. Over the Top Triathlon with Anique Chalier checking in from Cozumel following the 2016 Triathlon World Championships. Heard it was kind of hot out there today, Anique. Oh boy, it was very humid and hot and uh, melty. <laughs> How did our favorite triathlete from the Pacific North, Northwest handle the heat and humidity? Not exceptionally well. Um, <laughs> you know, I came out a week early so I could get acclimated as best I could. Um, but nothing could really prepare me for what I experienced today. And I, I tried so hard to hydrate on the bike, but uh, my run, just I just suffered immensely pretty quickly into it. Um, and I don't, I mean, I, I burned a lot of matches on my bike cause I wanted a very, uh, strong bike segment. If, if nothing else out of the day, I wanted to do well on the bike. Um, so that probably dug a little bit of a hole for me for my run, but yeah, I, uh, I was on the struggle bus pretty quickly. <laughs> I had to walk a bunch. I was taking water and ice and stuffing it anywhere I could on me. And I, I just... I was ready to collapse there a couple moments, but but well, I it I sounds did. like a number of people did collapse out there. Yeah, you know, I saw people running off to get stretchers and people collapsing on the sides uh, around me. Ambulances coming, and that was for the younger category folks. I was leaving just as the seventy-year-olds were leaving for their run. That was at like ten thirty in the in the morning, maybe yeah, around there. And so I, I can't even imagine what uh, what they experienced. Now, can you walk us through the entire event? I guess you've got to stroke us through the swim and pedal us through the bike. But uh, yeah. <laughs> I'd be happy to. Okay. Um, <laughs> well, it starts uh, pretty much the day before, where you have to check in your bike um, the night before. And get everything uh, set up that way. And then that next morning, this morning, got there really early to um, get everything set up at transition. And they have it pretty regulated. You have a basket where you can put certain things in and certain things you can't put in the basket. You can't have bags there. So they're pretty prescriptive about how you set up your um, transition area. And um, then they closed down transition at a certain time. I think it was around 6.30, and the race got going at about 6.45 for the first waves. Um, so then uh, you kind of hang out for a little while and then get corralled into your group for the swim, and then they cart us all off to jump in the water at the same time. And uh, from there, um, we... Had oh, I'm sorry, George. There's a conversation going on here. That's totally fine. Okay. Um, so they actually ended up. I should note they shortened the swim because there was a really strong current coming uh, across the way. So it was 250 meters shorter than it would normally be. Um, 
And uh, I thought that would be a helpful thing because my swim is not the strongest, but it was still a really long swim. <laughs> um, but yeah, we all just jumped in the water and two minutes or a minute later, they sounded the gun and we were off. Uh, it was a rectangular swim course and uh, the long straightaway um, after the beginning portion uh, was all against the current and it was, it felt like it was never going to end. Um, and now, then the what, are, what are you, what are you like mentally right now? I mean, you're at the world championships representing the U S at that point, right then and there, I was like, get me out of here. <laughs> <laughs> what did I sign up for? So I just thought I would, I mean, I was, I was exhausted already. Uh, but there were really cool fish to look at, which was nice. Um, then the men, the 40-year-old men, because they do it in waves by age group, um, and the 40-year-old men started barreling through our our wave, uh, causing a bit of a ruckus in the process. And with the current being the way it was, it kind of kept getting pushed off course a little bit. So I have no idea how much I actually swam. I think I probably swam more than I needed to, but it was it was wacky. A wacky way to start. Uh, you know, you kind of sit around doing nothing for a little while, and then bam, you're swimming and don't know what's going on um but uh then once we made the last turn there we were going with the current and like you were done in no time at all which was pretty sweet uh and that's that's really gave me a lot of happiness uh because i knew that that next piece was going to be me getting on the bike and that is my happy place so uh i got really motivated and cruised on out of there and it was a really long runoff uh, to transition, they kind of had us going downstairs and going upstairs and running down a ramp. It was really, uh, really goofy, but um, got to transition, got on my bike, and I was off um, and just tried to pin it as best I could at my threshold heart rate from the start within, you know, a couple heartbeats. Um, and uh, there was lots of traffic out on the road. It was this pretty simple out and back um, on a beautiful little road and kind of jungly area. Um, and kind of played some cat and mouse with two other American cyclists who uh, we were all kind of going around the same speed, but I was really worried about getting uh, called out for drafting, even though I, I definitely wasn't, but we were all... I'd go, they'd pass me, and then they would slow down, and then I would pass them, and I stayed pretty steady, I don't know what their problem was, but um, that was kind of annoying, but I think that they kind of ex were happy about having somebody to kind of play cat and mouse with, I, getting motivated by me, uh, but uh, yeah, the, the bike was, I PR'd on my bike, which made me really happy. Nice, and I'm hoping you caught some of the 40-year-old men that passed you on the swim. Uh, yes. Yeah, I figured. <laughs> I caught most of the girls from my group, too. Um, but all that changed once I got to transition <laughs> at the end of the bike and threw on my running shoes and started running and felt really good at first. But I knew I needed to kind of slow it down to start off with, so I tried. And, um, and then I realized I couldn't even keep the slowed down pace very well and so I slowed it down a little bit. My heart rate kept going up and kept having to slow down and take water in, take a puff of my inhaler, do anything I could 
to keep moving, but man, it, it was a really atrocious feeling uh, during that run. And it was two loops around this super convoluted, goofy path um, that we had to take. And uh, full of spectators, lots of wonderful people cheering you on. And uh, during some moments when I had to walk it because I was ready to collapse, um, I had these great, great uh, compatriots of, from other countries who were racing with me. I remember specifically a guy from Mexico going, come on, come on, you can do this, Chalier, uh, which was really great, but just not enough to help me. <laughs> <laughs> How did you motivate yourself to keep going? Uh, well, I, you know, it, I knew I was there for not just me, but for the U.S., and I was racing for one of our um, triathletes back home who passed away this summer, and uh it was a bigger cause than just mine, so that helped keep me moving. Um, but it was, you know, I, I thought nothing could be harder. When I was thinking about the race yesterday, nothing could be harder than Baker City, Stage 5, going up uh, Anthony Lakes to get to the resort. That climb is just grueling. And I was like, nothing could be harder than that hour of pain. Uh, I found something harder than that. <laughs> <laughs> Now, how are you going to recover from this, and what's going to happen with your triathlon career? Are you going to put that on the back burner and really focus on cycling now? Well, funny you should ask. Uh, the way I recuperated today was going for a 41-mile bike ride around the island, because <laughs> uh, I really wanted to see the other coast, and this is going to be my only opportunity to do it, and although I couldn't have, I didn't have legs to run, I have found legs to bike, and so yeah, I, I'm closing this chapter of my life uh, where I focus on triathlon, um, but I'm opening a new chapter so I can focus on bike racing uh, and cyclocross and just uh, the two-wheeled, two-wheeled fun. I was going to say, you're going home to cyclocross season. Yeah, I can't wait. I've been missing it. It's been really muddy this weekend, apparently, back at the races back home. So, uh, perfect cyclocross conditions. Um, I'm, I'm stoked. I'm excited to get back to it. You'll be getting muddy next weekend? I hope so, yeah. I'm planning on it. I don't know what the weather's going to be like. I haven't checked it in a while. Um, but if it's raining, that'd be nice. Now... Last question. Well, no, every time I say last question, I have more questions, but what the heck? <laughs> Your grandma was there, and this was the first time she's seen you race. Uh, how was she? What was her reaction? Uh, well, so I was, uh, she did come to the venue. It's, like I said, a kind of a goofy location, so it's really hard to find your way around there. So I told her to go to the grandstands at the, at the race finish, and that at least that she'd have a pretty good chance of seeing me finish if she got there between certain time frame. And she was able to get there during that time frame with a, a ton of effort on her part, bless her heart. Uh, and she saw me finish and I, you know, I kicked it up for the last little bit because that's the only bit I could kick it up for. So she, when I saw her afterwards, she's like, yeah, you looked like you were doing great, Anique. <laughs> um, so she, uh, so she did get a little taste of triathlon um, before I, I shut her down. <laughs> and then my mom arrived today, too. So the uh, three generations have been reunited here in Cozumel. 
Well, what a great way to wrap up your triathlon career at the 2016 World Championships. I agree. Thanks, George. It's it's been a real honor and uh, quite an adventure. Um, I met a lot of wonderful people here and just had a great time. Well, I look forward to catching up with you very soon from Cyclocross. Okie dokie. You got it. Safe travels home. Thanks very much for joining us, Anique. Thanks for having me, George. As always, it's a pleasure. Anique Chalier on Over the Top Triathlon, Over the Top Studios in Boulder, Colorado. I'm George Thomas. ACAST powers some of the world's best podcasts. Here's a show we recommend. I'm Ned Fulmer. And I'm Ariel. We're from the Try Guys, and we have a new podcast called Baby Steps. It's an irreverent parenting podcast because parenting is not perfect. We just had a newborn, baby Finn. I got pooped on. Ariel has pink eye. <laughs> I don't have <laughs> We talk to some experts. We even bring you 4 a.m. thoughts from our garden. Oh my gosh, it's literally 4 a.m. Just to <laughs> go back here, I thought I got poop in my eye. Yeah. And that causes pink eye. Parenting is a mess. We're a mess. You're a mess. Join us every Sunday. Listen to Baby Steps on ACAST or wherever you get your podcasts. ACAST, 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 ACAST recommends. recommends.